Hi there, and welcome to episode 81 of the ADHD Adults. Another hopeless episode of Thursday Nonsense for you, one of our probably 15 listeners. I'm James... I'm James Brown, the one that looks like half of Jedward aged badly, or Billy Idol aged exactly appropriately, or Captain Zap Brannigan when he's scared, <laughs> or a cosplay Kiefer Sutherland if he gained weight, or Ros from Monsters Inc., or a 350-year-old vampire who was bitten by mistake, or Johnny Bravo when he was in rehab. Brilliant. I'm not... I'm not... What, I'm not introducing you two. You can fuck off. So, um, uh, how are you both? Sam first. In pain, tired. Move on. Uh, okay, Alex. <laughs> In the script, it says Sam. No, no, no. To either fine or a fucking essay. We'll let we never know what she's going to be. I'm really well, thank you. Yeah, excellent. Loving it. Thursday episodes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I guess I should do a reminder. What what the hell? Yeah. We blah blah blah. Started the podcast for educational reasons, blah blah blah. But because James doesn't understand the science, we pretend people ask for more personal <laughs> reflections and bonus content. Uh, and now we have time for next one. Um, especially because we had a guest on Monday, so I didn't have to spend three hours writing a script on whether I don't know, ADHD's link thrown in a goldfish or some shit. And James has got more time because uh, he still hasn't found this last laptop. So he can't write his Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan fiction this week. Pathetic. Mrs. ADHD is with us as well. But to be honest, I think she's just sat down on the nearest chair. Okay. Yeah, no, it is. It is, isn't it? I feel like somebody's changed my welcome, which is really frustrating. Um, well, there's no way I would write this jar jar binks of a podcast. It's not. I it's hate like objectively. It. It's not, but it's not funny, is it? No, I hate it. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, this something funnier than this Jar Jar Binks of a podcast is also a tragedy in three parts. We'll discuss how the week between podcasts has been, even though we're doing this out of sync and we can't really remember what's been happening <laughs> between when it was actually recorded and oh, now. Yeah, we'll take questions from the community. Remember to send them through on the socials or through our growing Discord forum, and then we'll talk about this week's theme, which was late. Onset diagnosis or adult diagnosis, and how to adapt to it, why we chose it, and how we feel about it. I'm already thinking about what Sam's going to say for that part. So, uh, uh, both of you, how was your week, Sam? First, I'm just reading what I've put here, and it's different now because we're all out mm. of sync. Here, I've put really busy, <clears throat> but I coped really well. Not this week. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't coped well this you... week. Do, do you remember coping well? Or if asked, nope. would you say, oh, no, I've never coped well? I have never life. coped well, and I never will. <laughs> Everything <laughs> has always been awful. <laughs> However, this bit still stands. I finally got a GP yep. appointment and asked to be referred for ASD. It hasn't happened yet. I need to ring them again at 8am because, of course, nothing simple, is it? Um, but, yeah, I rang them. Well done. Thanks. Yeah, no, that's a small barrier. It's good. Small, I'm, I'm not... okay. huge, <laughs> tiny, tiny. Mm. Anything, anything else? Anything else, Sam? Um, I don't think so. No. How okay. about you, James? Oh, hang on. I That's know. I know. Normal. You weren't expecting that, were I'm, you? I'm. This. I'm now massively, obviously confused. Um. 
So in the script, it says overwhelmingly positive, took up jogging, smiled a lot, that sort of thing. <laughs> I've, been, I've been playing with the script, Sam, this week. You really, really <laughs> fucking have, haven't you? How was my week? Right, so this is out of sync, so apologies. <laughs> apologies if you don't know, that's the best bit. So apologies for those that already know this, but obviously in the week we are recording this, a number of different newspaper articles were written. That meant that I really wanted to have a couple of weekends off for once and then couldn't because obviously had to post responses and then deal with hundreds, possibly even thousands of responses to that response, including one from one of the authors who I won't name, <clears throat> who got in touch to ask why I had a problem with the, their story. Um, and then fascinatingly having i gave a talk al, al do you know i'm doing some talks oh are you aware of that I didn't, yeah. what is this one of your little talks yeah one, <sighs> one of my little talks and immediately before like perfect timing for the the myth about it's not real someone on twitter got into a a, a large debate about how it wasn't real and, and quoted james brown phd in brackets who claims he has adhd oh, <laughs> which, which you do <laughs> <laughs> yes i do i do so I've been, I've been, I've been angry, James, this week, Alex. Uh, and, and in what about pain. You? Oh yeah, I've been. Have I? Yeah, <laughs> have I been you couldn't pain? come to my mum's seventieth. Oh yeah, no, oh, this, yeah. Oh, that's awkward. There's a no, there's a, a there's disco. A, there's, a, there's, there's a related story. So sometimes our um, evening activities, not those ones, can mean that I sleep very heavily. And oh, if yeah. I sleep very heavily and don't move my back which is obviously fucked in the morning is agony and that, that's a sympathy pain from sam she's not in pain now she's just feeling the pain i was in sunday morning yeah. and, I, and i was yeah i couldn't walk it was awful yeah anyway al your week about pain i imagine well i've been mostly realizing i've used the word disco and it's 2023 but apart from that it's 2023 oh it's a future isn't it <laughs> Fucking I thought, hell. I thought I'd be Sorry, you know, hanging a Jetson by now, something like that. This is our first ever out of sync episode, and I don't know how we shouldn't never do this again. No. It was mm. it's absolutely baffling to me. It was ridiculous. Um, I have been in a bit of pain, actually. I had a very small, massive operation on my knee, bone <laughs> area. Bones connected to you. Yeah. Uh, do I, yeah, the knee bones are bibobbity, isn't it, Sam? Do you want to explain mm. bibobbities and tribobbities? Well, it's got a bibobbity and a bobbity, <laughs> and that allows it to pivot, <laughs> as you well know. <laughs> and why are you doing the Scissor Sisters thing with your hands while you're talking about it? That's Does the bibobbity, that's the bobbity, and they allow it to pivot. It's yeah, an it's audio... just how bones work. Yeah. It's an audio medium, and no, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Alex, tell us about your bi-bobbity operation. Well, they 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 flippity bobbity the jibbity job, and <laughs> yeah, I I have a RoboCop style knee brace and three holes stitched up in my knee, and I have to have all sorts of braces and stockings and therapy, none of which is evidence based. In when I'm looking up the clinical trials, and it, so it's a lot of fun going. There's no point in this. So stay off your feet. No more than twenty kilograms weight on it for three weeks or a year i'm i don't know i can't remember but, can and then you, you look it up it's crutches oh but how can you estimate how much weight you're putting on it i had that exact thought <laughs> I 
Also, I've, I've seen a clinical trial where they checked a thousand people and asked them just to not bother, and there was no difference in recovery whatsoever. <laughs> nah, that'll do. Doesn't hurt, does it? Being unconscious for three weeks. Give you. I think it's so people have time off work. I genuinely do. That is the most right wing thing I've ever said in my life. The, the time off work thing, I think, is interesting because you had a full day of work planned the day after this operation, didn't you, Alex? And I'm, didn't, I'm didn't think, yeah, and didn't think, for example, that you know you'd still have a drain in your knee, sucking blood out of there, and that you'd have all these yeah. these other things, or didn't check that you'd have all these things to do. Didn't ask. Knee operation yeah, like on Monday, different... work on Tuesday. Yeah. I, I had the whole day planned. I thought, oh, actually, this is good because I can put my leg up and get some stuff done. I couldn't. I didn't know what time it was. I was properly out of it and serious. Oh, I would have thought yeah. the same thing, actually. This is a general anaesthetic. I was fully out. You'd think I would have known this. Yeah, no, no I would have thought I the same thought thing. Yeah, I've never had yeah. one. Never had an operation. Oh, really? So yeah. Wow. I know. That's amazing. No, he's saving up for the big oh. one, isn't he? <laughs> what that means. <laughs> anyway, ca carry on about your week, because I can see there's more in the script. Oh, is there... Um. Well, just yeah, it's oh. it's been. I, I don't think I want to talk. This is. It's been forty-five days, ten hours, and forty-seven minutes since I last had a drink of alcohol. <laughs> well approximately. Done, and that's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I got a really lovely feedback at work from like more than I assume I'm going to be fired. As a consultant, yeah. they can just you know they could they can just say bye and and then I every am... time I think. Go on, sorry. I'm working every day to ensure that happens, Alex, by briefing <laughs> against you, you in every in every <laughs> meeting I can. <laughs> yeah, but why only the ones where I'm in them, James? That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good. But I never get I, you never get over RST at work, is my point. I'm yeah. constantly I had this conversation with a colleague yesterday who's in the same position, who I only hear good things about. Mm. And well, the same as you, isn't it, James? And and mm. and yet just assume you're gonna get fired all the time. So that was it, yeah. But otherwise, good. Thank you. What stupid thing have you been doing this week when you're supposed to be doing something else? Um, <laughs> Sam, one Jesus or two things. Christ, I know. Oh, I've cut some off. Two. <laughs> <laughs> As if I could choose. Okay, briefly. When we went to Leicester didn't read the instructions for the hotel and where the parking was and all that. So instructed James to go up a one-way street, abandoned him facing the wrong way up a one-way street and said, I'll go and find out where the car park is and couldn't get into the hotel and I'm ringing them almost in tears. And they told me where it was. He came out the street. We couldn't go back up there because it was one way. I then had Google Maps on walking. So it kept telling us to go down roads that were blocked <laughs> off for cars. So I am hysterical, crying, hysterical. Really not what you need just before you're about to do a talk. Eventually found it. And we had to go like down the road to a reception in a church. It was really weird. Uh, but yeah, I hadn't read the instructions. You're like a reverse fluffer for James's talks, aren't you? Like Ryan. <laughs> <up. laughs> she does. She really yeah. does. Yeah. And every time I'm going, I'm supposed to be supporting you, and all I do is make you more anxious. I was and just, and then I hadn't got my ear cuff, so I was really panicking. And in the hotel room, I kept knocking everything off the sides and ringing reception accidentally. And 
It's just not yeah. there. Um, I tried to post my friend's card in Manchester, but I left it there somewhere. No, 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 no. Hang on, James. No, you... you hadn't got your ear cuffed, so you were anxious. What's the link there? That doesn't make any sense. Oh. I don't want to get into it. It's part of it's part of her identity. It, it, yeah, it's a. It's I don't. I feel a bit also... naked without an ear cuff. Yeah. Can I quickly get back to the, the card, Sam? Did you, you said yeah. we we left it somewhere in Manchester. Yeah, I don't know where. At at the post office when you posted it. That's where you left it. We walked in and you said, Hiya, can I just leave this here for you to post? It's got a it's got a stamp on. They went, Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> oh yeah, that's where I left it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, forget that one then. Um <laughs> I got off oh, at you... New Street because I panicked and thought it was an international. I booked my car in for an MOT and service and forgot I'd already booked it in somewhere else until they messaged me the day before. Shall I'll leave the rest. My God. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I mean, there's more people. There's more. There is this, more. This, isn't, yeah. this isn't the accumulated actions of a couple of weeks. This is one week. Alex, what about you? What uh, stupid I'll thing have you been doing instead week. of what you were supposed to be I've got a book on like local birds and bought myself a pair of high-powered binoculars. Thanks, Jules. Uh, because obviously that's my new hobby for three minutes. Um, <laughs> and started re rereading Charles Dickens because I know that it's going to be good and I know I've got to get into Charles Dickens, but I've, I've always struggled a bit. So I, obviously, as you all know, James, I'm starting with David Copperfield because it's semi-autobiographical. <laughs> oh. Why do you have to get that... into it? Because um, I know anything, I I know it'll be positive for my little dark shriveled soul. Okay. I, I don't know how to more. Start. He'll tell you. I, I'm not going to start saying a sentence because obviously I never get to finish them, and I can't remember what I've been doing that I should, what that I have been doing instead of what I shouldn't have been doing. Oh, this you week, drove so... the wrong way up a dual carriageway. I remember yeah, you that. Did, that. Did you? Up a dual carriageway. Did... Yeah, or you thought that you were turning left and we just went up the wrong way in a dual carriageway. We oh, were yeah, driving somewhere for a talk. That's standard. You know, all the time. <laughs> that's I mean, I stopped, does it? Did I, no, did I, did, I, did I stop and what did I do? I can't remember. You stopped and, and well, yeah, because obviously there's traffic coming the other way. So, yeah, you had to turn around. Have you, have you, hang on, have you put that in just to try and counteract the sending me up a one-way street, getting out of the car and leaving me? And it's like a single lane one-way street with a whole stream of traffic facing me. Is this just some kind of rebuttal to try and make you feel no, less you bad about doing did that? I know, I know I did, but you did. I oh. Anyway. We'll take a break, and in part two, we'll take questions and thoughts from the ADHD community. This is going well. That's my bit. Alex, hi. Hi. What's up? Hello, Governor. Welcome back to the ADHD Adults Podcast. This is part two of our extra special Thursday episode, the first one ever that was recorded in the wrong sequence. We're talking everything like diagnosis and the other bits and bobs, but as always in part two, this bit is questions from the community. If you want to get in touch, you can do it on all sorts of socials, but the best way is probably on the Discord channel, the ADHD adults. There, we have already had a question, James, and it's mm. it's it's sort of feedback and a, and, and a question, not our feedback. And it says, it's from Jace, it says, there's a question, ableism in the pharmacy. When I have a repeat mm. prescription... I have to specifically ask the pharmacist to reorder it for me 
every fucking time I pick it up. I assume this is the case throughout the UK. I'm in Scotland. It was when I was in Birmingham. Is this not a pretty clear-cut example of ableism, as I definitely forget to ask because of the thing, <laughs> and therefore have to have a new script generated by my GP, which fucking infuriates me, as it's another thing I have to remember to do and go through maybe getting an appointment to do so on any given day. Uh, I have asked for it to be automatically repeated since, you know, it's fucking repeat. I like the swearing here, Jace. Mm. But the answer is always no. I have to ask them to reorder every time I pick it up. In New Zealand, I didn't have to do this. Repeats just repeated automatically, as you'd expect them to. I have a condition that will require medication to manage. Once I get my real diagnosis here in the UK, a condition that causes issues with memory. So can't the system just be a bit less shit? We all know the answer to that one. <laughs> Not while the Tories are in charge. More a rant than a question, but I'd be interested in hearing. It says James and Alex's thoughts on this, Sam. So... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally every email I have is just addressed to you two, even though I answer them all. So that's fun. Uh, hands are tied, really. But, no, actually, uh, Sam, how do you deal with repeat prescriptions? I don't know, because I'm still in titration. They send them to her. They just, they mm. just post the uh, medication to me. What about you, James? When I was in, when I was in Birmingham, I, I had to just, yeah, I had to phone every week. What about you? Yeah. So I will answer the question, and that is, no, it it depends from GP practice on GP practice, GP practice and pharmacy to pharmacy. So if you have a GP practice where you have a good repeat prescription system like mine, all you do is go on the NHS app, click the tablets, click order, and it turns up at your pharmacy. That might be um, not the case in many areas. I've got like jace friends friend of the show eric and trustee who has to phone up and say can i have this um prescription please or go in and say can i have a prescription please which is when you do have all the executive function deficits we've got fucking stupid let's be honest yeah, it is. it's ridiculous um so it, it does tend to vary from gp practice to practice and possibly from pharmacy to pharmacy but i'm very very lucky in that i just go on the app up the one of the 15 prescriptions I've got, and then they appear at the pharmacy a week later. Amazing. This is what one of the things we campaign for, isn't it? Is it a single agreed yeah. policy on dealing with not just that, but it's like shared care agreements as well, and right yeah. to choose and, and referrals. It shouldn't be up to a GP who is blooming hard working and busy. How, mm. how can they do their homework on a thousand different conditions to that level? It's not fair. If they were given really clear guidance on, on what to do, it would make everyone's life better and easier. So irritating. Uh, okay. So thanks for that, Jace. The answer is it just sounds like you haven't got a very good pharmacy, unfortunately, um, or, or whether it's with a GP. Yes. Here in Germany, I have to phone up my neurologist and remember, right. and then ask them and they say oh yes you can come in the next two days and i have to turn up at a certain time and then i sit there for 20 minutes it's half an hour away drive sit there and the neurologist comes out and hands me a prescription that's, which i then take to the pharmacy it's and, and Ger germany's kind of in the <clears throat> the vanguard of what has been for years of adhd so that is poor isn't it they maybe like they just don't like you yeah, all the other people are fine. They want to repeat. That's not true. No, it's the same. It's because it's a controlled substance and they're terrified. We'll yeah. all be getting off our heads on what is a tiny amount of speed. It is. 
Right. Thanks for that, Jay's Question two from Gleno is risk aversity and ADHD. ADHD usually causes impulsivity and risk taking. However, James and Alex mentioned Alex risk aversity several times. In some situations, I'm a risk taker and in others, I am risk averse. Is it just a coping strategy to deal with RSD and specific to past failures? Do you want to start with that, Alex? Um, no one knows the answer to this. Um, it's percentages risk taking behavior means we are more likely to take risky make risky choices on average than the average population but when you met one person with adhd you met one person with adhd we're all different i grew up fairly dirt poor so sorry if my family listening uh, i just realized not i mean it wasn't horrific but you know we we had to share shoes we didn't uh and and so the thought of losing our house for us we did you know that was something that happened baileys took it away you 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 don't forget those so there are things in your life that affect you more however you know growing up offer me some drugs nom 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 i'm not going to think about it i'm going to you know so that it it depends very much on the person this is one of those what what does risk mean and its percentages what about you james what i would say is that we often talk about executive function issues and um, Alex and I were looking the other day and debating this model of executive functions being hot or cold and hot ones being executive functions that are both emotional and cognitive. So things that your brain has to do, but also things that have an emotional response and cold ones being purely cognitive. So working memory is a, is a cold emo- uh, executive function because it, it's, it's purely cognitive. But risk perception is a hot executive function because it involves emotion and we often have altered risk perception so it doesn't mean that we have to be either or we don't have to be risk takers and we don't have to be risk averse it can be that we just don't really adequately or accurately perceive the risk in a given situation so that means you might be averse in one situation because you think oh that's risky and then in another situation you might do it because you think well that's not risky so it might not even be across the, if the, the the breadth of people with ADHD, it might be the situations for individuals. That's cool, and and the impulsivity could be why we on average take more risks. But it's again, it's yeah. this thing, isn't it, of a deficit not being a lack in science land yeah. where no one really lives. Yeah. It's a in a, a functional Impairment. problem. Mm. It is. It is. Sam, question three. Okay, well, I've, I've I've snuck a little extra one in as well. Oh, no, just I love comedy. Um, release release Ryan, which is brilliant, <laughs> a brilliant name um, on Discord. Ryan. <laughs> um, I was looking for a little help. I was diagnosed this week, yay. And in part, in part, the ADHD pod- podcast has been a great help. I'm currently up to episode 33, and I believe there are around 77 now. There's quite a lot to wade through before you get to the rabbit ears good stuff in each episode. (laughs) And a number of people have commented on how funny the podcast is. Could somebody point me at which in rabbit ears? Could somebody point me at which episode is the funny one so I can save myself the drudgery of listening to the others? (laughs) I had to put that one in. (laughs) Yeah, short answer is none of them. None of them. The actual (laughs) question that I've put in is from Heather D on Discord, and it says, obviously, just just 
to you two. Um, do medications <laughs> cause premature aging? I've heard this a lot, and honestly, it scares me. What's the evidence-based facts? Um, shall I take this as a biogerontologist? Yes, please. So, so nobody knows what that is. Yeah, so so I spent a long time studying the biology of aging, and I was like the director of an aging research center, just because no one else wanted to do it, basically. Um, and a aging is a very complex process that is unique to each individual. We don't understand exactly why we age. The best theories are around something called cellular senescence. So as cells get old, they stop looking like and doing what they should, and they secrete loads of nasty chemicals that make other cells age. What we do know about aging is that it can be altered your aging trajectory through good diet through exercise through not smoking etc but what we don't know genuinely is if adhd medications cause premature aging because there is no reliable and effective gold standard measure of biological aging People used to use something called telomere length, which is the, the bit of DNA at the end of a chromosome, but that, that we were born with different lengths of telomeres. Mm -hmm. There is some very expensive, um, what we call epigenetic analysis, which is looking at the, the, the chemicals which stick to your DNA and, and affect it. But we cannot measure between two people objectively, right, these people were born on the same day, but that one is, is biologically older. So we, we don't have a way of measuring this. It's possible. But we, we just don't know. Could you ju not just take before and after photographs? And mind you, they'd age anyway. Actually, no, 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 no. I, I mean, actually, one of the most accurate ways of aging somebody biologically is their appearance. There was a study where they showed people, I think it was a, a, sort of like 100, showed 100 people a series of faces and asked them to guess their age. And most people got the age right. So actually, your physical appearance is a reasonable measure of your biological age as opposed to your chronological age. Because to me, that's what they're asking. Is it going to age your face more? <laughs> and there, there is, there's often a lot of myths about the effects of ADHD meds on skin, on skin aging, and it's pretty weak. Yeah, honestly, there, there, there isn't any evidence supporting this. There aren't loads of longevity studies or like age, age mm. long-term studies of ADHD meds in general. I suppose as well, because we don't, we, don't, we don't carry on taking them, do we? Well, a lot of us <laughs> Yeah, that's know. true, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you, as long if, as long as you do a great big number, the ten percent that do or so, you, yeah. you can look at them. It's just we haven't been taking them for that long as a culture because ADHD in adults hasn't been that mm. well established. So it's no, there's no evidence for it. Might happen in the future. Remember that science. If they find that, we'll go oh bugger. But there's other aspects of aging like neurodevelopmental disorders, neurological disorders, Alzheimer's, and so on. There's some evidence that people treated with ADHD meds will do better than if they remain untreated mm. with their cognitive abilities because they're healthier. Right. <clears throat> Those are good questions. We'll take a break. And in part yeah. three, we'll take thoughts on this week's theme and podcast. See you in a bit. See you in a bit. Bye. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Welcome back to Count, no countdown. Countdown, remember. Countdown. We'll count just three, carry, two, carry one, on. three, two, one. Welcome back to episode yeah. 81 of the ADHD Adults Podcast, the week in ADHD 14. Mm -hmm. Um, where we are talking Hello. about thoughts on this week's theme <laughs> and podcast. <laughs> James, any thoughts? 
Oh, what made you choose the this <laughs> last idea for a theme? Flawless, Sam. Thank that you. was flawless. Was it's hard, isn't it, um, to go backwards from zero? It's unusual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't prove a negative, Al. Um, <laughs> you, can't, you can't. So, yeah. So, um, what made us choose this theme? We we actually so so the guest was Hannah Walker Brown, um, and we wanted to get Hannah when we were small little nobodies, which we still are. Um, and we we yeah. wanted to get interesting people on that had interesting perspectives. I got in touch with Hannah and said, "Do you want to come on the podcast?" This is back when we had the time to have guests and the organisational skills to have guests on the mm-hmm. podcast. And Hannah said, "Yeah, great." And I messaged Alex, and of course, Alex just didn't Alex and didn't respond for ages then I messaged messaged Hannah again saying I'm so sorry but we want to get you on the podcast and then I had a mental health crisis and then I messaged Hannah again probably a month later and said so sorry again can we get you back on then Alex had a mental health crisis so then after a while of trying to get over the RSD I got back in touch with Hannah and said can we record again and she said great and then there was just like a two-month gap where we didn't do anything and then she was on the ADHD as females podcast. And I just thought, oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, we, you know, we've messed her around so much. This, this is ridiculous. And it's an important topic. This, this idea of how your how you view your life as an adult when you get diagnosed. So um, what made me choose it? I don't know. Cause it was nine months ago, but what made us do it was just the, the self-loathing of having fucked around somebody that actually is important for months. Alex, what about you? It's a tricky one, isn't it, when you've got a guest? Because the theme is essentially just asking a guest questions. Mm-hmm. What else are we going to do is play charades with them. The, <laughs> the, the, I didn't do the late diagnosis thing. I think you just did that because we couldn't think of anything that we could hang the conversation around. Sam, what about you? don't know how many times I have to say this, but yeah. I have no editorial rights on this podcast. <laughs> Plus, I wasn't even in this one. So... Yeah. <clears throat> had nothing to do with this at all would have been nice you know but come come and choose some what's the thought or or tip on the theme that you (laughs) forgot to say (laughs) i would say actually because i listened to it yesterday in two parts because it was quite long for me actually um but i listened to it oh yeah ding 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 yeah sorry um but what I found really interesting and really thought-provoking for me is when Hannah talks about the battle she had with um, her ADHD and how she now refers to herself as being ADHD rather than having ADHD. And that really made me think because I've always been really opposed to saying that I am ADHD because I felt like by saying that, I was saying that ADHD is all that I am. Whereas when I say that I have ADHD, I felt that I was acknowledging that ADHD is something that I live with, but it's not all there is to me. But she really made me think about it. And I think that's something I I want to explore more, actually, in the future, because I do feel like I am at battle with my ADHD. And I I feel like I haven't accepted that it's a part of me. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that or if I can. But I, I, I'm not actually sure if I've accepted that it's something that I'll always have. I think part of me thinks that I've, I'm, I still I'm going to be cured and I'm going to overcome it. And I don't think that's healthy. I have the exact same feelings. And the way I have always justified it is I say that I have ADHD, but I am neurodivergent. 
And okay. for me, that makes quite a difference that my, I am different. I think differently. I behave differently. Yeah. But ADHD for me is more about the last D, <laughs> the disorder yeah. side. And so when I'm managed and treated, I'm living, James, in peaceful wildness, TM. <sighs> then that leaves me with a neurodivergent personality, which can be even an advantage. Uh, not a biological one necessarily, but you know, a peaceful, wild, neurodivergent personality, I think can be great, but that's a privilege and look and a lot of work to get to that point. And so for yeah. me, I am neurodivergent, but but I have ADHD. And that's just, it's, I'm not policing language, that's how I feel, it's not. Yeah, no yeah, no, I, I just found it interesting because it made me explore that yeah. because I'd kind of thought, I was on one side of the fence and then I thought, actually, yeah, I'm not accepting it as part of me. And I don't know if I can, actually. Yeah, it's, it, is, it is a tricky one. James, what about you? Anything from last time? I think there was a lot in what Sam and you just said that was profound, but all I could think was boring <laughs> as you were talking. <laughs> oh, and I know what? that makes really? me. I know, I know that makes me sound like the monster I apparently am, but that's all I could think. It doesn't, that's yeah. the problem with ADHD. No justification, <laughs> no, just your brain's just yeah, going, just I am boring. not interested. Yeah. <laughs> at all, at all. It's exciting and all. It's just <laughs> true and meaningful and heartfelt. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I had to apologise to Lisa last night, James, because we were watching a programme that I adore, and I had to say, mm. can we turn it off? I'm bored out my fucking tiny skull. <laughs> and I love this programme. It's weird, isn't it? it yeah, it, it, it is, James, but it isn't a monster. It's not bad. It's not negative. It is ADHD. No. It's mm -hmm. a disorder. It's, yeah, no, it really is. Um, Any tips or themes, tips on the theme I would like to add or things I forgot to say? This is going to become a big thing in society because, as we know, 2.5% of adults, probably a minimum, have ADHD and probably around 10 to 15, maybe 20% if you're lucky of those are diagnosed. So over the next five to 10 years, if we do manage to get over this societal obsession that it's not real and it's overdiagnosed, and if the Tories don't remove things like right to choose and, and funding for ADHD, we're going to get more and more adults as adults discovering they've got ADHD. And therefore, I think we need to think about this as a charity and we need to make sure that we prepare enough support so that when people get to that point post-diagnosis as we all do where you suddenly question your identity sometimes positively because you look through that lens and you go oh my god that's why i did all those things but equally you you, you start to notice your adhd symptoms more you feel like it's unraveling just because you you now know what adhd is so that that's what i would say is that actually i think there's a job for us there to make sure that we increase the support for what's going to be potentially millions but definitely hundreds of thousands of adults over the next 10 to 20 years i'll be dead um who suddenly get to this point and realize as an adult they've got adhd i think that's right the only thing i forgot is did we definitely thank hannah i couldn't remember and on on the podcast on the podcast yeah I, yeah of course, I got we did. Right. of course we did uh i, I have no memory what i'd say about late diagnosis age is just a number but it's a number that explicitly shows you how old and knackered you are and, and it isn't getting lower. So get get yourself on the list now. You don't have to t tell anyone about it. It helps if you do. But but I get contacted by people all the time, younger than me, who say, oh, is it too late for me to get on the list? We know people who've managed to improve their life. 
in their 60s and 70s. It is never, ever too late. So, yeah, it doesn't cost anything to get yourself on a list. And just to, just to add to that, I think this is really lovely. Somebody got in touch who, with the charity who was in their 70s saying that their doctor had said to them, no, we don't. Anyone over 65, we do not. Uh, won't get a diagnosis, um, which is obviously untrue. We we checked with one of our trustees uh, who uh, who's a trained GP and psychiatrist and has ADHD and just called that bullshit out and said, no, there's there's nothing there's nothing in the guidance that suggests if you're over 65, you can't get a diagnosis. It is never too late. Mm-hmm. That's dead air, isn't it? <laughs> no, but it was really nice, actually, because when I told him that, he was really pleased that because I think he just thought, well, that's it, then I can't yeah. do anything about it. So it was nice to you know, give him an answer. It's absolutely lovely. I love the dead air thing. There's nothing annoys James and, and Sam more than a millisecond of waiting because they get so bored because their brains are on wrong. Because your brains are on back to front. That's why. <laughs> that was episode 81 of the ADHD Adults. It was the first ever Thursday extradition of the ADHD Adults podcast that we've done in the wrong order. Probably after Monday's episode on ADHD and late diagnosis with the amazing Hannah Walker-Brown. If you like this nonsense and want to get involved, do. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You can contact us on the ADHD adults on Twitter currently until James takes it off me next week. Instagram, Discord. Yeah. If you want to get in touch and properly slag us both off, telling us, for for example, that you can't have an insight into ADHD if you have it. Mm. We would what? love to hear from you. Yeah, that's what this guy on Twitter said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Amazing, yeah. and I loved it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Have a brilliant rest of the week. Bye, all. Thanks, you too. See ya. Trigger warning, Claxon. Claxon, 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 Claxon.